Uh, rolling. All right, gang, it is time for Puck Off, and we're in all different uh, parts of the country right now. Joe Bartnick is in Pittsburgh uh, and uh, was performing there last night. Andy Picaro in Hollywood. I'm here uh, in Beverly Hills at my house, and uh, we have uh, Aaron, our great producer at All Things Comedy uh, Studios. So, guys, it's time for Puck Off. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good, Fraser. How are you? Doing good, buddy. As Andy was saying, it's cold out there <laughs> right here in L.A. It's, yeah, it's 70 in Pittsburgh. Wow. You got us beat by about 20 degrees. Well, you know, it, it's it's really it's playoff. It's playoff weather. Unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to make the playoff. <laughs> well, you know, that is a bit in question right now. Uh, well, you know, they came. They I, I wanted four out of six points on the Penguins West Coast trip. They did get four out of six, and they beat two teams they were supposed to. The problem was in the middle, I went to see them play the Kings, and they handed out free Dusty Brown statues, and they stuck it right in every Penguins fan's keister. Six, uh nothing. It wasn't even that close. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible game. And uh, they reenacted the Dusty Roads where he got the Stanley. They, they actually had the Stanley Cup there. So I was remembering when he got, when I was there, when he won the cup. So it was literally like I saw my mistress just kicking my wife in the face in an alley. <laughs> A good analogy. Uh, well, For me, uh, it could have been worse because I was yeah. on my way back. I was going to take a bus from Vegas to get back in time to go to the game with you. I was going to change my whole day. My whole day was going to be about making that game. And if I had done that, <laughs> made that trek to come Boy. back to see them lose six, nothing, skip uh, my flight and taking an earlier bus just to see them get their butts kicked. And in a night where I would have been genuinely pretty happy, Dustin Brown is one of my favorite all-time players. It didn't, it wasn't a penguin, but you know, I think that would have annoyed me more because it has some Kings stuff. I'd have to bring, I'd feel obligated to bring home after they just, you know, wiped the floor and, and Sydney's first misconduct of his career, which I didn't even yeah. believe that when they first said it. Yeah, that's wild. Well, you know, if you listen to Ken Hitchcock, he had 35 game misconducts before that for his all whining fat tub of goo. Uh, you know, he did chase him around. I don't know if it was worth a game misconduct. And the, the whole thing was just bizarre. I, I was happy for Dusty, though. The ceremony was like, I, there was, there's presidential inaugurations that didn't last as long as that ceremony. I, I, I mean, it was the longest ceremony for anything I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was crazy. Yeah, they did the thing that I'm not a huge fan of. I'm not a huge fan of bringing the cup back for a, a Jersey re retirement. Uh, it, it like it kind of takes to me, it takes away the specialness a little bit. The Rangers do, did it for you know, I think Messier, Richter, and um, everybody basically from the '94 team got to bring the cup back, you know, a decade after they won it, or two decades in some cases. I, I just don't, I don't love the cup coming back when it's not theirs, you know, you're like, like it's still Colorado's. I, I, I just don't get the, I don't like the whole uh, the cup being there, but it seemed like it was a cool celebration, Dustin Brown should get a statue. I think they announced that he will get one. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Don't like we talked about it last week uh, when you were uh, away that, uh, you know, uh, Paul coffee didn't like the statue. That was a clip I tweeted out from the show last week. Coffee was saying unnice things about Dustin Brown, which wasn't cool at all. We don't have to get into that again, 
But uh, no, the whole, I mean, it was, his speech was great. All the ex-kings, every ex-king was basically there except for, every ex-king captain was there except for Gretzky and one other guy. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, he was the first guy to touch the cup for the organization. So it, it was, I kind of was like, and eh, I really like bringing the cup out like that. But because it was the first time the King won the cup there, um, it, it was like, okay to me. I know because I was there, maybe it's a little bit okay, but it was, you know, I don't know about bringing it now every time, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like, it should be the last, it should be when they hand it out and the first game of the regular season. So the home fans can see it too. And then other than that, that's it. It hangs out with the players who won it, and it's out for those two times. Because I remember the one that really annoyed me, was, and I wasn't there, obviously, was that I was there in Mess- for Messier Night in New York, but Messier Night in Edmonton, he got in full gear and skated around with it. Like, he just like, they just handed it to him. You know, I, I just feel like it's weird. You know, the, about, uh, you know, you know what was neat was they gave, uh, they gave uh, Dusty his, the C back on his jersey. Oh, okay. Cool. When they when they hung up the banner, I thought that was really <laughs> cool. And all the kings wore the were the C under there were twenty three with the C as they were doing the pregame skate. So, you know, it was kind of, it, it was just a nice ceremony for Dusty. It really was. And there are a lot of puck off fans there. A lot of a lot of guys buying me drinks. Joe Block bought me a bunch of drinks. And of course, they were the funny thing was, his friends of his, this lady came in from Utah, and she's like. But it was like two nothing after one, and she's like, "I, I can't take any more of this." <laughs> like, oh, she didn't know. I hope she didn't jump off the. I just hope she didn't. I hope she didn't uh, jump off a building after that game. Uh-huh. But uh, we'll get to we'll get to other stuff. Um, first of all, uh, um, I guess how do you say this? Uh, our condolences to Alex Ovechkin's father passed yeah. away. Yeah, he went back to Russia. So this, I don't mean this to sound cold whatsoever but i oh, oh I, it's kind of like well that's not so bad when they said he left for russia for family business i didn't know putin like held his family hostage or something like this you know this is this isn't like the worst thing that could I, it's, it's the worst thing that could happen but i mean it, i you know it was so vague when he left yeah it was like he, he went to see his father so you know i guess he'll be back sooner than later and it's not i mean when, whenever panarin disappeared he disappeared for like three months so <laughs> Well, and, and we're sorry, of course, for his dad, but you're right. I had the same feeling. I, I when, when they were vague about it, I was like, what happened? Is it some yeah. political thing or. <laughs> well, like, you know. when they were vague right away to me, I just thought he's going to Russia. I didn't know what for, you know, but to me, it's like, that's the one thing they can't really say. Cause it's, it's kind of a security thing. First of all, there's no commercial flights in the United States to Russia. There's no commercial flights from most of Europe to Russia. So he had to, Find some way to get to like I don't know Romania and then take a uh, like a puddle jumper to like I don't know how getting to Russia right now is kind of a logistical nightmare. So I don't even when you're a Russian national uh, citizen. So I I imagine it took a little bit little nervous as Caps fan. Like you know your best player is going through something like this you're only a couple points out of the playoffs so you don't even want a player to go through something like this and on top of that he's going through it in the war zone you know you just hope that um you know he's able to go over there mourn and and get back without you know getting caught up in more political mess yeah i mean i mean in in really 
in you know most people get bereaved most most players will take a day or two off and lord knows there's been 30 years of russians i don't remember any or was it just not a big deal that someone went back to russia for a funeral and before it seems like this is like a world event am i am i wrong like you know the stakes are higher now because of the you know the war is that why though? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure a Red Wings, someone in the family's passed away in the last 30 years and they had to go to a funeral. Like I, you know, I don't remember it being, I mean, the first thing that came across a ticker, like, you know, Ovechkin back to Russia on pers- for personal reasons. That's what that's how I saw it. I'm like, what? Well, yeah. yeah. And you know, well, what Andy just said is true. You just don't know with the political stuff going on. Would he be kept there? Would he be able to get back? What well, you know. What is yeah, I don't think he'd be held prisoner. I just think that something weird could happen. And all of a sudden there's, you know, because because like I said, as it is right now, you can't just you can't like if, if, if me and you were in uh, like Eastern Europe and, we, and we're like, oh, we're in, you know, I was going to say the Ukraine. That'd be another bad example. But I'll just use Romania again because I'm not very educated. We're in Romania and we're like, hey, we want to go to Russia. It's just not that easy because people aren't. You have to find like a private plane to get you in. I'm, I'm Alex Ovechkin can find pr- private planes all day, but I mean, it's, it just adds a level of, it's tough. It used to be, you could get from JFK airport. Then there's a layover in Munich. And all of a sudden you're in Moscow. It, it's still a long travel day, but you did it. This is going to involve buses and charter flights and then a charter to another country and another country. Like, so this might take a few days to get there and a few days to get back. And so I think it much- used to be not a big deal to answer your and question how- originally. And how much money would the Wayne Wayne Gretzky Foundation give Trudeau to revoke uh, <laughs> <laughs> to revoke Ovechkin's visa so he never comes back to break Gretzky's record? You know, I mean that's sort of the first thing happened. I thought of. That that, 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 com, that commie prime minister is going to save save his election by like, throwing the, throwing the, the great aid out of North America. That's sort of the first thing I thought of. I hate to say it, but I thought of that too. <laughs> but you know what? It's part of something that can happen when something like this is so, it's so weird. It's so, I mean, none of us have been through anything like this besides people who were alive for World War II when there's actual crazy tension like this um, to know exactly how things will go down and how, you know, there'll be a reaction to this. I, I, I like, I think that, the, you know, he'll be just fine and he'll get back, but the odds of him being away for longer than a week during a major playoff stretch like anyone would leave for the past when their father passes away. But again, it used to be, you know, you're back in a couple of days. This is not yeah. going to be a couple of days. It's just and, not going to be that way. And, and I, and I just want to say this, and this is the reason why when all these people are like, well, how mm-hmm. can he have Putin's picture on his Instagram? Why would he think this is exactly why he keeps it up there. So he can go with 10 family business, like his father's funeral. Cause if he would have taken it down, do you think he has a chance of ever going back and seeing his family? That's probably true. This is exactly why he has it up yeah, there. That's probably true. Yeah. And I think why he's getting in. I think Panera's getting oh, in. Guys, <laughs> Dominic Hasek is probably writing the you know paragraphs every other second about this. I don't know if you guys talked about it, uh, but Hasek you going after Ovechkin during the All-Star game, even ridiculing Crosby and him, you know, having their own moment with Ovechkin's kid because Ovi hasn't come out expressly against the war. You're exactly right, Joe. If Panarin loses, God forbid, a grandparent or whoever they didn't bring over, he can't go. Yeah. Yeah. He'll never come back. 
So it's yeah. like, like he'll literally never come back. He'll go to, he'll go to like a gulag and have to like make like, like weird, like thin Russian license plates the rest of his life. Like, it would literally that's be like, crazy. Yeah. And he would have, and it didn't have to be played like Stallone would have to play his like grandfather in the prison. And he like, and his prison team wins him asylum to go play in the KHL. Not a bad idea for a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right enough, right. No, I, Oh, we did talk about for a second. And literally we said, we said how offensive, we said how just really petty and offensive Paul Coffey's comments about Dustin Brown were. And, yeah. but they were nothing as compared to how awful, uh, you know, uh, Hassocks were, <laughs> you know, it's just, it really, it's mind boggling. It, it, it really classes, but I, I don't want to talk all about, it. I, I just want to, you know, my condolences to, to his family and I, and, and, I, and, yeah. and I just say I I just I, I'm happy it sounds ridiculous I'm happy that's all it is because it seemed like it was going to be much worse the way they kind of vaguely said it no. you know on, on the news um more Russian news Vlad Tarasenko traded wow. to the New York Rangers him and him and uh, Nico Miko and uh, for sh- Sammy Blake who has been whisked to safety so he doesn't have to show up in Calgary and get his head kicked in, and a number one pick and some other garbage. So what do you make of this, and how pissed was Patty Kane when he found out he wasn't going to the Rangers? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Where does he go now, you know? Well, the list, the list the least. Least. The list, yeah, the list was two teams, uh, yeah. and, and uh, you know, court, I think it was, I think it was even Cerebelli. It was one of the bigger guys. That said the list was two teams. It was the Leafs and the Rangers, and I guess they asked him again, and he said, "Yeah, still the same two. Uh, so it's like he's uh, the uh, like Joe called it, you know, a couple months ago. The odds of him being a Blackhawk throughout this season are just going up and up every day. I think. I can, you, they're not really going to get a huge re- return. They'd like to add picks, but also it'd be nice to not to not be the team that traded Patrick Kane. There's something to be said for we didn't trade him. He ended up leaving. We didn't tra- even everybody knows you wanted to. It's nice to not trade a legend if you feel like your return's not going to be good enough. Why do you think the Rangers pulled the trigger on Vlad instead of waiting for Kane? I think this is a much better trade. I think Tarasenko right now at this point of his career is better than Patrick Kane. Kane's been, Kane's had a very off season. Will he be reinvigorated playing in New York? Oh, probably. But you know who's been reinvigorated? Vlad Tarasenko. He's playing with Panarin. Their old friends going back to like grade school over in Russia. And he looks amazing. He's he's a more physical guy. And Mikola is a, is a 6'3", 220-pound animal. And that's who I was hoping the Penguins were going to get for like a third-round pick to, to not have Ruido out there. I, I think I think this is a brilliant trade for the Rangers. It's the best they could have hoped for. Yes, it's a huge think- go-for-it trade for sure. How does Vlad fit in there? Do you think – I mean, he's a great player. He's, he's already scored a couple goals, at least one. He, you know, the top line's flying now. They, they, it, it gives him more depth. He's he's more rugged. He only has one ring, so he kind of wants to make a statement. And I nothing against Patrick Kane, but he has not played that good this year. He's a little brittle. And they throw Mikola on top. I think it's a no-brainer the Rangers won this. 
Yeah, and, and and like I said, this is a trade that had to be made by a team that is absolutely going for it this year because I don't think the Rangers, I, I mean, a lot would have to happen to re-sign Vlad. So this is a very, very pricey rental. But it's a great rental, and they're trying to win the Cup. You know, for them, it's win now all the time. And th- this was this was good enough to me that, you know, maybe they this does propel them. You know, maybe, you know, certainly the way they're playing right now, they've won like 20 of 25 games, something like that. Like, they're just playing really, really well. Yeah, What's they're super are. impressive is the fact that they can't get over the hump of the Devils or the Hurricanes. As well as the Rangers have played, the Devils and the Hurricanes haven't slowed down at all. Yeah. So that Metro has been crazy, and I think the, the Rangers saw that our own division and their own conference is so that every team has, you know, that extra, maybe not the devils, but most teams have that extra guy that scores. And we don't, we got three guys that can really score that. This is the fourth one. And it puts them completely over the top to me, as far as the most talented team up front in the Metro. I, I don't know if they'll beat the hurricanes in seven, but I think that they have the firepower now to do it. I think before they did. And, and you know, it, they get to keep their kid line together. And their kid line, no one gets moved. And they still have a number one pick. Yeah. They had two number one picks. They still have a number one pick. They that moves Barkley Goudreau down. So that means their top that means their top nine is actually top nine guys. Yeah. And and, and they're and I there mean, was I mean, Krat, Kratzoff could be eh, might not be a top, you know, true top nine, uh, you know, but he's not he's not a fourth liner. And this way, you get you get him a couple easy chip in points, and you can move them for somebody a, a, a better fourth liner, maybe. Yeah, they don't still one to one. Like if we were, we were to take Tampa's roster and do one to one players, it used to be the Rangers would run out in that comparison, that player number five or so. And then over the last year or so, with the Rangers getting better, with the emergence of Fox and and uh, and um, and Miller becoming such great defensemen, Fox, you know, being a Norris guy now perennially, uh, now it's kind of like if you could name ten Lightning, you could get about eight or nine deep with the Rangers. They're almost they're really deep now. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, the one thing they had grit, they had the defensemen, they had one of the best goalies in the league. They just needed another guy that can score 20 or 30 goals over an 80-game span, and they got it. And I like Harper. He's a good – I mean, I'll take him. I'll take Harper on the Penguins any day of the week. Absolutely. But, but maybe Harper's not exactly a Stanley Cup winning number six. Nico Mikola is, you know. I mean, that was just a great – that was just a great trade for them. And is Jersey going to get Timo Meyer? Because that's, everyone else has made the jump and, in, in, uh, you know, all the three other New York Metro teams have the other two have made a big trade and they're wondering if, if Meyer is coming to New Jersey and that I'd be huge. I mean, obviously it'd be huge for them, but that's, a, that's the, the arms race because the old penguin kid on the blue line came back and the devils are chugging, chugging along. Yeah, they are. Timo Meyer too, would be a great addition for anybody. And he abused our Patterson last night, just went right around him. I mean, just fizz. I mean, and then and actually, the Smiths made a couple of nice saves on Meyer. Meyer had a hat trick <laughs> yeah. against us, you know. Yeah, really, did. yeah. To me, if you're the Devils, the team on Meyer thing has to only happen if you know you can resign him, or if it's a sign, if it's a, if it's a sign and trade thing, because I think to mortgage uh, picks or young players or any combination of those two things right now in Jersey, when you're definitely like a year and a half to two seasons ahead of schedule. I mean, Hughes could win the MVP. 
he's going to get votes. He's probably going to, he's going to be one of the top three or four guys that we talk about. And he might be in the top three at the end of the season. So it's like, they have such a young core that is literally about three or four years away from being at their peak that I just wouldn't want to mess with it that much. It would really depend on what goes because they're just a bunch of guys who gelled this season. They're playing well and they're all kids. This is like, you know, they're all like seniors on, on, on a, on a college hockey team or older than these guys. So I'd want to keep them together. I would say that the risk of getting Timo Meyer is, are you absolutely certain that Timo Meyer is the best player on that team? And, and if he, cause if he gets 11, then where do you put, what's Jack Hughes going to get? And Nico Hershey, he sure has already signed a really low contract. And then you got you, know, you got Sharon Govich, Sharon Govich from Fishman, that guy. You got a lot of guys. You got a lot of guys that are going to need paid. And you, look, look. You, I'm not going to do the whole Toronto thing, but look what happens when you give somebody too much money. Then everybody gets too much money. And I don't know if I would do that with Team. I would almost do that and just go for it and then let him walk. Now, what you about? Know, because I don't think I don't know if you want. Do you want him at 11-5 for eight years? Yeah, but the Devils, unlike the Bruins and unlike Tampa, who's Tampa as they get older, that window's not going to stay open forever. It seems like it's, it will, but it won't. You know, Stammer is a little bit younger than Sid, not much younger. It'll start to close a little bit. The teams that are go for it now are teams I feel like their cores are in their 30s and, and older. I think that the Devils are so young and the window is so open. It's, it's much more open than any other team. I think maybe only Carolina can even compare. And even Carolina, a lot of their tenant players, players that they need are older. With the Devils, you take all their, you take their seven or eight best players. Again, their average age is like 25. So I just think don't mortgage any of that. If you're the Bruins or you're the Penguins or you're any of these teams that you got maybe two years, maybe, then I think well, you've got to make a move like that. But that's what I'm saying, Andy. So if you're saying, if you get Timo Meyer, you'd only want it to keep him. I'm yeah. not certain that's the guy I want for eight more years. Yeah, I think then you just you don't trade for him then if you're Jersey. Instead of doing a go uh, for it thing, I think you got to trade for only a guy you're gonna plan on keeping. Yeah, I would I would be looking at like uh you know uh um uh the barber uh Barbashev in St. Barbashev Louis. In St. Louis. I I'd, I'd even be looking at a Ryan O'Reilly. I'd look at O'Reilly if they're you know, I'd look at just some guys that can fill in the blanks here and there. And win a couple rounds because I'm not sold on Timo Meyer is is the next year Amir Yager for eight more years. You know, oh, it's a, it's a it's a contract year. You know, he, he's playing good in the contract year. You know, he's never played this good before. Speaking of people possibly leaving the Sharks, uh, what do you think happens with Eric Carlson at the deadline? I think he stays because yep. no one, no one's picking up. No, the Sharks are not keeping half that salary. And no one's taking that whole salary. Nobody any good can take that salary. I think someone takes seven million, which means they'd have to retain around four, three and a half, or whatever it is. I don't I, I agree. I don't think anyone's taking it, but I do think that's the realistic money you have to retain if you want to move. Because there's no, I think you can get somebody to overpay by a million and a half or whatever. And again, don't, I, I know that, you know, he's had a great year and I'm not dogging Carlson, 
but he's not all of a sudden Eric Carlson of four years ago. He is Eric Carlson that doesn't play defense at all anymore and just scores goals. But look, if San Jose, someone needs to score. If he didn't go try and score the goal, no. If him and Meyer didn't try and score, no one would score. So, I mean, he's got to step up and play the way he's playing. But if you watch San Jose, like there was a backdoor goal the other night that I swear he was still at the red line. And every other play, because he's going coast to coast. He's behind his offensive net. He's really, he to put up the points he's putting up right now, it looks impressive. But if he goes on a winning team and plays like that, there's going to be, it's me problems. I I don't know why. I mean, I know that I why would you want to just have five million four million dollars in dead weight and not Eric Carlson? You know, you, you gotta sell some jerseys, you gotta sell some t-shirts, you gotta make somebody show up. He's phenomenal to watch. He's worth the price of admission, Carlson. Yeah, he is. You know, I don't know why you I mean. I, I got a question, like whatever you want to say, uh, you know, uh, the, a mailbag for a puck off. Do I think Carlson should win? Can win the Norris? And I'm like, you know, I, I'd have to see who on a team that makes the playoffs, you know. But I don't think he's out of it because the team hasn't made the playoffs because he's like three, he's like ahead of McDavid in assists. <laughs> I mean, his season's like his season's been ridiculous. And like, 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 like my, in my MVP award for everybody would, it would go to make to Jesus. And then I think it'd be Hughes and pasta. Cause I think Pasta's right there in points, you know, with, with Leon and, and, and like, you know, the next tier under Jesus. And I think if you're the best team, the best player on the best team, I think you have to get some MVP votes and, and pasta has been the best player, uh, but that's a long, long, long way to get to. I would not get rid of Carlson. If somebody was going to, if you need to take a lot of that money back, I'd rather have Carlson for at least a couple more years. He looks good this year. 55 assists so far. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been unreal. And I guess, you know, the only way McCarr has been hurt a lot and he hasn't, you know, and he's been out of the lineup and the Colorado's had some issues. So he's not really in that race as much as, you know, he thought he, maybe he would be this year, but I think Adam Fox, honestly, is probably the Norris guy right now, but Carlson, nothing. That's why there should be a best offensive defenseman award. Cause he should win that. <laughs> I mean, he's been crazy back there. He's been crazy. Yeah. I, I know people listen to us. They're sick of me saying this. I I'll, I'll take Keandre Miller over anybody except Cal McCarr and maybe, maybe Charlie McElvoy. <laughs> Keandre had three assists on Black History Month. He, he, he's getting the Mario. <laughs> it's like, what can't he do? Yeah, I just, I, I, again, if I just, I just think, I, I think I take, I, I go back and forth a little bit, but Fox has been so good this year. Fox last year was kind of, you know, he kind of cooled down a bit. This year, he's been ridiculous again. I, I, I want to go ahead, Fresh. I was going to say, Makar is out now, as you mentioned, and so is Manson. The Avs are having those injuries, uh, but just as they were starting to make a, a, a kind of a run for it, uh, they kind of slipped out. I think they slipped out of the uh, wild card last night with their loss to Tampa Bay. Are they going to be able to make their run? Yes, because they uh, they still they're still in they're still in third. I have it written down somewhere. Where do I have it? Yes, they're still in, they're still in third place in the Central, and they are up. You know, they're right there. They're, they're in third place in the central. So I, I, I see them hanging on. Okay. Yeah, they got to they gotta play better than like Minnesota uh, the, to, to, you know, down the stretch. And I think that, they, yeah, I, I think that they'll hold on too, but they've, they've sure made it close. 
and not easy on themselves. But uh, but again, they have been so banged up. Uh, I, I feel like I haven't seen a game where they had you know their whole crew the whole season. Well, I I said this on the on the radio in Pittsburgh this week. They 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 playing a lot like the Penguins used to. Uh, they're better than you, and they skate around and they toy with you, but then they lose because a bounce doesn't go their way. Like that's how they lost to the Penguins. They dominated the Penguins, but you know what? They didn't score a couple. They had a couple power plays where they wanted to put on the the Globetrotter music. They didn't score. Penguins get a lucky bounce, and then the Penguins kill an overtime power play, and then they win. Yeah, Tanger wins it. it, and it literally is like what the Penguins would do. You'd be like, "How did we lose to Ottawa?" Like it's it's exactly what the way it's exactly what Colorado does, and they don't have the depth that that they used to have. Where okay, McKinnon and and Randon want to screw around, and McCarr wants to screw around. Okay, well, second line guy, the third line guy is going to beat the Penguins' third and fourth line guys. Well, now those third and fourth line guys aren't that good in Colorado like they used to be. Aren't as good as they were last year, let's say. And they're losing these games. When you say how when you say how can they lose these games? Well, we, we always said in the beginning of the season that like, well, when they replace Kadri, when they replace Kadri, they've got a couple of weeks now. Replace Kadri. Like, like it's important to have a bona fide number two center. It's I, I mean, when you have, you know, three number threes, it seems good. It seems like you could limp through a season with that, especially with the, 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 the personnel they have on that team, how stacked they are. But we've seen with injuries and the way it's ha- losing Kadri is losing 80 points in the regular season and 15 points at minimum in the postseason. It's a huge loss. They have to at least get a guy that's going to come in and get half that amount. Or else, yeah, I think that's really a big difference. That when you lose your number two C, you have to think about replacing him sooner than later. And they've gone now sixty games. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, a little bit of mirrors, uh, but yeah, some decent goaltending from Georgia. Uh, I get a bunch of news and notes here. Uh, Stone out indefinitely for the Vegas Golden Knights. Although Vegas has played pretty good recently, Bobrovsky three hundred and fifty wins. He. The 25th guy to do that. Pretty amazing. Wow. Uh, Gino, 1,200 points. Big time. Jacob Trickerin, you know, the new flavor of the month. He's being held out indefinitely until there is a trade. Wow. Now, is he supposedly LA? Does this have to be official? Uh, I don't know. LA's too busy signing people after the Penguin game. Everyone looks like an all-star. Probably. <laughs> Copley got resigned one year at 1.5. How's Copley making one point? Literally, why does Smith is crazy for how much money he gets? But 1.15. And Mikey Anderson, eight years, 4.125. Mikey Anderson will be a king uh, forever, basically. So uh, there you go. And Demko skating. Demko back in full force. He's back. Verona back for the Red Wings. And let me make this official. The yeah. Red Wings are still in the hunt. How about that? I noticed that when I looked at the standings last night. They're uh, tied with Buffalo. If you think Buffalo's in a chance, you got to say the Wings have a chance. We sure do. We're right there, man. We're right there. We're only four points back of the Panthers. There you go. You're, you're, sit, you're three wins back of Washington. Yeah, we're there, man, still. 
Larkin's Larkin's playing like he wants to stay in Michigan too. Yeah, yeah. And we got Verona back. That helps. Yeah. Did you see Rasmussen's dad was drinking a beer last night at the game? I thought that was great. (laughs) (laughs) And Anthony Beauvillier scoring for Vancouver against the the Fishermen. Next season, I want to have I want to change up the awards. I say this, but next season I do. So I'm going to get rid of someone. I would have the uh, I would have the Connor Sherry Award for when you score against your old team. So we have Anthony Beauvillier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. And here's some stuff. We, oh, and bad news for the Colorado Avalanche. So Eric Johnson, a nice five, six tough defenseman, le- a legendary veteran out. Indefinitely. That's not good. But here's some, some, what some fans pointed out to me, uh, Frage, about our, some of our, our, our talk last week, right? As far as, Forgetting tough guys that can play and and small guys that held their own, we forgot about Wendell Clark. Oh my gosh, Wendell Clark! Yeah, yeah, man, we totally forgot about no, that guy. Was great, and tough one guy. of my five all-time favorite fights is when McSorley crushed <laughs> uh, crushed the, uh, the, the, the captain. Uh, I'm spacing on his name right now. Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, remember. Just oh yeah! Check at the blue light, yeah. and he just looked up, and then and no doubt, Wendell was just right there. You know that was just such an amazing playoff fight. I love that one. And we were talking about great families in hockey and who scores. How did we forget about Maurice and Henri? Well, that's the top family of all, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. most Stanley Cups. Yeah, sure. well, by far most Stanley the Cups. Po- the pocket rocket. You know, and probably goals, uh, you know, probably goals, I would think. I'd have to do the math on that. But just the fact that we forgot them in general was just, whoops. Wow, yeah, that's not good. Well, I, I doesn't, <laughs> it's so funny, doesn't Wayne and, Wayne and Brent have the record for, I think, goals, assists, and points for brothers? Sure. Because I think, you know, Brent had a few. I think he had, you know, about a dozen points, but they, they still have the record. Um yeah, no, it, it's interesting. I thought the other day I was when we when we had said that the whole brothers. It, it's amazing how many brothers in hockey like have have played at such a high level. I, the Kelsey brothers were fun to watch in the Super Bowl. I was just thinking, but with hockey, it's happened so often. Like with football, it's like, oh, this is such a rare thing. In hockey, I just feel I feel like brothers come around uh, pretty often. Yeah, and then Hull is, of course, Brett and Bobby. Uh, his kid was. Unbelievable! What a combo! Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, but we, we. I just went. I didn't want to go through all that again. I was just because we forgot him last week. Logan, Logan Thompson on the IR. That could be huge. Uh, Kreider, two hundred goals, two fifty. Ties Messier on the all-time Ranger list. Wow, man! How that just shows you how awesome those years Messier was. Because hasn't Kreider been a Ranger since like Y two K? Right. I mean, how long's he been? How long's he been in the league? He's been a Ranger the whole time. So I mean, I, I, I think he came in around around eleven or uh, or twelve, probably. I I'd mean, say it seemed like he's been a Ranger way longer than Messier was. Duh. Yes. Yeah. It seems but, like it. Yeah. But I mean, that's. Yeah, but I but Messi, I think, scored a few more goals per season. That's, so what, I'm I'm saying. Saying. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how insane was Messier's like six, seven years? It's you taken, know, it, you know, I think him Messier's at, underrated in a way. I think that we, sometimes we forget that he's top six. 
you know, everyone knows he's top 25 or 30, but sometimes we forget Messier was, you know, if he didn't, there was no Gretzky during that time, you know, it would have been Messier and Mario. Yeah. What a player. Yeah. There's no, yeah. You know, it, 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 I mean, it's literally ridiculous how, how great he was. Just a, just, just an animal. Uh, we got some, uh, I'll, I'll flip through, but we'll just start some of the awards. Like the Linda Cohn, Jack Eichel shooting on the flower. The flower couldn't find, couldn't find enough sticks to break. I mean, I could have stopped that shot. Uh, I mean, flurry. It was terrible. And then, uh, and then, uh, Svechnikov, the younger brother, the San Jose Svechnikov on Lindgren, the Washington goaltender on Sunday before the Super Bowl. Just a, even the announcer was like, he's got to stop that one. Like, you, just, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you know, come on. I mean, the Smith would have stopped that one. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Shanny, we have the uh, uh, Shanny, uh, the Shanny goal. We have the uh, Hagel, uh, Hagel, uh, Hagel trip ranting in and then went in and scored. So they didn't call the penalty. So it was a good trip. And then he scored. Uh, ha- for the Howie, we have all of the, uh, you know, all the retirement stuff, all the fun stuff they did with uh, Dusty and also Rasmus Anderson in the Motor City gets hurt on a scooter going to dinner. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh, but that is pretty weird. I want to see I want to see uh, I, I want to see uh, Sutter's face when he heard that news at oh the pregame God. skate. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, Anderson couldn't make it. He wrecked his scooter. Well, that's wow. Right away, I couldn't get over. Did he rent one of those scooters that you can rent with your phone? Or does he like, is that the way he gets around when they're on the road? And that's like in his overhead compartment whenever they go somewhere. Because it just, it it was such an odd story to think of a pro athlete renting a scooter. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. You can take take Uber Black. You can take the best car service in the country to go to dinner. On your little scooter. I think yeah, I think he totally got one of those things that lays on the side of the road and just picked it up and said, I'll go these three blocks and wasn't paying attention. There's no way he brings this scooter. Sutter would beat beat him to death with that thing if he saw that thing in overhead. <laughs> <laughs> it, but then it's even weirder because then it's a professional athlete with his phone out scanning the QR code on some, you know, rental scooter to go to dinner. Oh my uh, these guys are all uh, now I sound like an old man. These guys are all in their early 20s. They grew up with scooters that yeah, yeah. on the sidewalk. Maybe that's just life now. Yeah, and he's an and he's a good athlete, so I'm sure he thinks he can make the three blocks to dinner, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I yeah, it's just crazy that he yeah, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> you would think you just think, I mean. You know, it's not at the same level, but look at how many guys, you know, drink and drive and, and they can afford Ubers. You know, it's like you're not thinking you're just not you're just not Probably thinking. slipped on thinking. the ice. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you are you're thinking you are a normal person. And then if you sprain your ankle, it's just inconvenient. But you're an athlete. So if you sprain your ankle, you know, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Oh, man. Sutter yeah. must be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to laugh. Sorry to laugh, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, where's the other one here? Uh, where's the other awards? Uh, my sheets. Oh, here we go. The dirt bag. Uh, uh, you got Anderson on Sid. 
that was, that was just, uh, come on. That was just, you know, I didn't have to do that. And then Lindholm kicks the stick. Uh, the Korea, Corey Perry scored after McDermott ran him. Uh, for uh, uh, Mario, we'll give it to Keandre Black History Month. Yeah, three assists on uh, Black History Month night. Claude, Sammy Blay for the Bluesers. So happy he was whisked away to safety. Like Cliff Harris in the Super Bowl ten <laughs> for Jack Lambert. <laughs> He's uh, against the Desert Dogs. The skirt, we got Gerard, uh, Sammy Gerard, uh, and Cole on Sorelli on the Hagel goal. And then the Brassard, just complete professional indifference. I thought that I thought that uh, Evander Kane and Joel Bouchard on Kirby Dock Super Bowl Sunday was a crime. I, I thought that was just that I wasn't trying and getting beat by uh, it, in Mano Mano, your manhood exposed. That was just that was Derek Broussard not giving a damn. Do better, Kane and Broussard and and uh, and Bouchard. No, no, Bobby's Dio Kempe. I saw myself the grand salami in an apple versus the pens, and then the bread man with the salami versus Carolina. Saves Vasilevsky the glove on eight on Nieto Gustafson uh, from Ottawa the stick on Wyatt Johnson and Dallas was a big one. Blackwood from New Jersey the pad on Donato Vanacek the blocker on on uh, the Kari breakaway and the Smith last night of all people. Uh, Timo Meyer tried to go five hole. That was a nice save. Smith has played well lately. I got to give it to him lately. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember if this was last week. Maybe this was last week's. But Igor had a save in the past like six or seven days on Shiri in front that was ridiculous. Yes. Czar Igor is now, um, he's kind of settling back in. I, the, the being of the year was a little, I don't know, but as the Rangers roster gets better, that guy's competitive nature is getting better too. Like and Igor, is, he's turned into a monster again. And like you say, Andy, Dismiss actually made some pretty good saves lately. He's three and one yeah. since the break. And yeah. the Colorado game was, was a really tough one. But I'll say this. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say the Penguins have been chewing up nails. Even the Kings game. Joe, you pointed out they 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 outplayed him in the first. They're just down to nothing. The Penguins have been playing puffed, pissed off hockey out of the break. Like I think Sully really lit a fire out of the, under these guys. And I think that to a, to a man, every player on the Penguins has been one step faster and throwing one more hit a game. These last four. They've definitely played like they need to win the games. I will, I, 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 I will say that they've, they've played, they haven't played pond hockey. They've played, we got to get back. We got to lay the body. We we, we got to, yeah, they play they a much a much better structured game. And I think a lot of that comes from Sid, who's been pissed. I don't know if he, you know, didn't like Ovechkin's kid or what, but he's been pissed since the all-star break. And, uh, and the fourth line has played well because their third line is still awful, but their, their fourth line has played well. The Goonies, Colton versus O'Connor. McDermott crushes Hagel. Fights Maroon in a heavyweight battle. Giovanni Smith versus Gatterick. Wi-Fi versus uh, the uh, 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 the charms. The charms beat him and injured Wi-Fi. 
Kane, Evander Kane versus Brady Kachuk, Laurie versus Tenorti. Tenorti's got to get the goat. He just came back from having jaw surgery. Jano versus Delorie in a very nice heavyweight belt. And Comfer versus Kalorn in a uh, middleweight of guys that can actually play. And I saw one last night presented versus Johnson. Yeah, how was that fight? I didn't check it out. Pretty good little fight. Yeah, not bad. I'll take Fazetta on my team any day of the week. I like that guy. I love Wi-Fi, and I, I think I love what he's done this year, and I think he's about to, like, set a rookie record for penalty minutes. But you got to – Really? Can't take on, really? Can't take on, I, no, well, modern day. Modern day. We, we're counting modern the day, 80s. Mean- yeah. Like, like post-lockout, like nowadays. Oh, okay. I was yeah, going to say yeah, this. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't, no. can't believe, no, no, no. like, <laughs> Rob Ray didn't step in with, like, yeah. 400 penalty minutes. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm saying, like, yeah, since, since, since things have calmed down quite a bit, um, he because he's really up there, but he can't take on everybody. You're eventually going to get hurt. Um, he, he He's proven himself enough that he can keep the gloves on every once in a while. He doesn't have to be a fight every three games guy. Well, I don't think he's fought that much, though. I mean, he hasn't fought. As, I mean, I guess no one fights as much as they used to. I guess no, but point. he's taken on all the heavies as a rookie, and that's just tough. I mean, these guys, they, yeah. maybe you're the same size of them. Maybe you have the same reach, but they've been getting punched in the face for a living for, you know, a decade, and you're new. Yeah, that's not easy. But, you know, but how? But that's what you do when you come in the league. Everyone does that. You you yeah. want to be the top dog and fight the heavyweights. That is what's know? cool about him. But um, besides maybe DeLorea, and DeLorea is a big maybe because he was in the West and there wasn't a lot of, you know, fighting going on when he came in. Like, there's a lot of guys that come in that the big heavyweights now are fight six or seven guys a year. It's not like it used to be. It's not um, fighting is up, but it's not, you know, it used to be, yeah. You wanted to make this league, Frankie LaRue's first year, he had to fight everybody twice. Right, but now there's only like six or seven real heavyweights to fight, so yeah. you have to fight those guys. You know, I, I, I don't think he's been. I don't think he, he's he's run rampant. What did you think of the uh, Sidney Crosby teaching Zegers, "Hey, don't throw, don't shoot the puck after the whistle"? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought that that was again. It was. You know, this is it looks more like the, I like seeing the mad Sydney, so I like that part of it. But I do think that you know, uh, Zegris and and and, the, and, uh, and 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 Terry and those guys, they're they're catching the ire going back to when um Terry got you know his butt kicked by was it Steckel who Steckel wasn't Steckel whoever you know whoever you know took him to the woodshed for that uh goal last year that late poke they're they're getting known for getting under a veteran skin, which you know it could be a good thing moving forward for the Ducks. Yeah, maybe. And I like Zegers. I like I like Zegers too. And of course, you know, you think I would take Sid's side. And I am taking Sid's side because I'll say this. You don't spin around and shoot the puck wildly after the whistle. Someone well, can get hurt. It, you know what? And Sid didn't cross-check. I mean, he didn't make a big deal. He just bumped. And Sid's so freaking strong that you know, everyone bounces off of him, basically. He just went over and let, let the kid know. Hey, don't do yeah, that. I think that's fair. Yeah, it is fair. Because yeah. really, why is he doing that? Yeah, that's not good. I like you know, figures, but that's he, should, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be doing that. And that's nope. just the bottom line. You know. Yeah, I think it's the same thing as why 
um, you know, were they were they hacking at a puck when they were up five nothing and the whistle was blown last year? Um, I think it. Uh, they know what they they're trying. They know exactly what's going to happen when they do stuff like that. <laughs> I think that that's part of the Ducks. I think that that's you know Ryan Getzloff cannot give Zegras his size, but he can give him his attitude of hey, if we're going to lose, um, make somebody mad on the way out. I almost think that that's, I almost think that if, 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 you know, cause it, it happened, it happens be that Gats was actually uh, doing in studio on, on that game because uh, someone was off, or someone wasn't there. So they had Gats for that night. And it, it, I think if Gats is on the ice, I, I think it's actually different. Cause I think, you know, Sid would just be like, Hey, Gats, what the F? Teach this kid how to play. You know, it's like it, 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 it's like the, the 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 ducks are the bad news bears. They don't have a leader. No, you know, but I think that it, I think that it, the, the group of kids figuring it out, which is what the ducks are, whether Gibson wants to believe that's true or not. They they their identity of being a little bit annoying. It's not a good thing when they're losing and they don't have enough players. But I think that. As they grow, and again, the Ducks have been in development for, what, six years now? So I'm not saying I have a lot of belief in organization-wise as them growing. But I think that they're taking a little bit of pride in being the annoying kids. Ever since What's-His-Face, and I can't think of the name on the Coyotes, rang Terry's bell, beat up Terry last year. Um, I think they've kind of taken on that identity. Uh, yeah, it was the guy, he, he came down from he came down the from Vancouver. Yeah, he came down. He, the Caps, oh, it's, uh, it begins with a B. Why don't I? Why do I want to say David Stackle? He's been out of the not, league for six years. Not not Brower. Uh, not Brower. Yeah, Troy Brower, right? Troy, was it Troy Brower? Was it him? I think so. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I don't remember, but I, uh, I, I just think that they enjoy being annoying. And I I watched the Ducks. And, you know, we're in Southern California. They're annoying. <laughs> but but, <laughs> they're, but, they're but annoying. But I think that like annoying is. I think you can be annoying by you know going after pucks and you know doing that. I just think shooting the puck after the whistle's dead is just a is just a crybaby a hole thing to do. Well, yeah, that's a cheap. <laughs> you know, I I just think you just don't do that. Yeah, I, I I think there's being annoying. I think there's playing a little bit past the whistle. There's getting under under people's skins, and then just turning around and shooting the puck violently for no reason after the whistle. No, that's you know, Sid, Sid. Sid missed fifty games from taking a puck to the face. You know, he doesn't need that. Yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, there's, you know, there's, you know, you can be, be, be a dick when, you know, it, during play, you know, or right after the whistle with your gloves. And it, it is a lot easier to do that too. When you have DeLorean, they really lost their, they lost a lot of battles like that when they left Manson and DeLorean to go somewhere else. I agree on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But for a team, Troy Brower, when, that's Troy Brower, like Rodney King. Troy Brower wouldn't have beaten him like Rodney King if Delorier was out there, and that was the whole. And that was Brower's whole problem was that he, 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 you know, it's like okay, we understand the first couple shots are legit, not the next thirty-five, and that was Brower's problem on what he did to Troy Terry. Yeah, everyone agreed the first couple shots, like hey, don't do that. It was the next thirty, no one agreed with. No, yeah, I, well, again, I well. I might, I'm in the school of that. I agreed with the whole thing, to be honest <laughs> with you. I agreed with, uh, with Zegris and Terry trying to be annoying when they're down 5-1 or up 5 or whatever it was. 
And I agreed with uh, someone going, hey, don't be annoying. Here's a few punches. You know, that's the way the world works. I, I think that all worked out. Speaking of uh, watching Capitals, guys, Dylan Straub, five times five. I don't know if I like that deal, but I do like Sonny Milano, three times one nine. Sonny Milano is a nice third liner. Yeah. Nobody wanted him. He was he went through like three camps this year, right? Like we're like like he he went through a couple of different organizations in the past, you know, eight, nine months. And very surprising to me because I thought that if I'm Anaheim, I'm like, hey, keep him here. He's a young kid, he's gritty, he plays well with the other guys. Like, I didn't get the the hot potato with Sonny Milano. Yeah, I don't get that either. I think he's pretty good. I mean as well. Here's here's one I here's one I agree with. Um, it's just to say the NHL the way it is. Uh, Dylan Cousins, seven times seven one. I I I, I think he's going to grow into seven million a year, and that's just the way the world's coming to. I just don't like these long contracts. If I was the owners, the next club with a bargaining agreement, I would put the cap on five years, and a team and maybe your home team can sign you for six because these long contracts they never. I don't care how young somebody is. Unless their name is Sid or Ovi, they never work out. It's greed. It's long-term greed by the GMs. Everyone is scared of the caps going to go up four or five million dollars in one year and a couple seasons here. And when it does, all of these will seem like deals. And I think some of these GMs are thinking about how much money they're saving in the future. But in the meantime, they're giving players that are, I don't want to say unproven, Players that haven't proven the worth they're being given over the term they're being given. They're handing them out thinking that they'll be deals in a couple of years. To me, that's the only thing that makes sense with some, how long some of these are. But I, I don't even have a problem with the money now. I think Dylan Cousins is a nice number two center and okay. You know, you got to spend your money somewhere in Buffalo. There's a lot of rookies. That's fine. Seven years. What? Okay. Sid and Ovi. Name the other long contract that's ever worked out. Bombrowski didn't work out. Kane and Taves hasn't worked out. The Minnesota guys that I bought out. Carlson, they're trying to cut, you know, take back half the money. It's like these these contracts never work out that are long, except for Sid and Ovi. That's it. Yeah, I just yeah. think that they're scared that it's going to be 10 if you wait two years. Like, because if, and again, I understand this so little, but when once the escrow is paid off, this whole mess they've been paying off for 10 years, once that's completely paid off, that's when the cap can jump. And Batman said it could be even paid off at the end of this year, right? but it all depends on, and again, I don't know what it depends on. You have to be like an accountant to know. But once the escrow is paid off, there's going to be this huge jump. And I think the thought is, is that your $7 million players are going to be 10. Your $10 million players are going to be 15. So if you can right now, get them down for the better part of the next decade, you avoid that pay bump. The, you know, there's a re- Austin Matthews. I forget who is his agent, Pat Brisson. I think it is, but he he's the one who started it all and said, "Look, we're not we're not signing a dime past 25 because we know it could go up." So I think that a lot of agents are actually probably upset at, at this too because they're like, "Look, there was a huge payday in two years, but then the player gets the security. It's kind of the given. It's the give and take." Yeah. Well, but I, I, it'll be interesting because it will go up by a lot, and then we'll really see some overpayments. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think once you get past five years, it's just a long, it's just too long of a time for anybody. Yeah, like I said, except for except for two guys on Mount Rushmore. 
you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just think it's too long. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I would rather say, oh yes, okay, six years from now, you're right, Dylan Cousins. You know, you you you've won a Salki, and we went to the Eastern Conference Finals three times, and uh, so now now we'll give you ten million, and the cap went up. Like that's more reasonable to me than sending him for seven years when he's played like a hundred games. Yeah, I just think these these GMs when they start to see the projected uh, caps in three, four, five years, and these guys do plan pretty hard into the future, their eyes just get so big at the possibilities. And again, especially teams who's who have young players like Buffalo, you know, who have a real chance to be very good over the next five years or in five. They years. they have a chance. But I just think they have they've signed like five or they've signed like six guys now to longer term contracts, and they they're, they're they're still on the outside looking into the playoffs. They haven't even had one season to be like, oh, you know what? We really feel good about this club. They still haven't played meaningful hockey past St. Patrick's Day. Have they played meaningful hockey this deep before? This might be their first season where they're That's what I'm saying. Still, it's not where even, they're still it's in not even St. Patrick's. It's just Valentine's Day, and they're not yeah. in the playoffs. And you're giving guys seven-year deals. So yeah, I, I but look, I, I bashed the Thompson deal, so now I'm just, like, giving them a break. <laughs> now, 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 now you're scared. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I I I'm not against seven million. I'm just seven years is like what? Seven that's years, seven, yeah. yeah. Seven years. It's a long time. Uh, I got to catch a plane pretty soon, so I think I think we should wrap it up. And that's a good reason. Well, great show, guys. Uh, and we want to thank the Puck Off fans. We want to thank our great uh, producer Aaron and all the people at All Things Comedy, uh, Joe Bartnick, Andy Beccaro. Great job, guys. Joe, have a safe trip back. This is Fraser. We are puck off. We are out.